Welcome to the future. It's the end of work as we know it. Technology has made work awesome, and the happiness quotient of every worker is at an all-time high. In this podcast, we unbox opinions and sentiments of thought leaders who help draw a virtual blueprint of what the future of work will look like, where AI and humans complement each other. Here's your host, VJ, welcoming you to the Unboxing Future of Work podcast. Welcome to Unboxing Future of Work uh, podcast series. Thanks for you know, uh, you know, joining the series today. Great having you. Just wanted to start off with a little bit about yourself. Can you talk about where are you from? Where is home? What do you do? What's your personal, professional habits, passions? Okay, so uh, thank you very much, uh, first of all, for this uh, invite and um, uh, for having me here today. So I'm based in Portugal, um, father of three boys uh, that are wow. driving my my life <laughs> sometimes in a more challenging way. From a, a professional point of view, uh, I have uh, more than 20 years of uh, information system uh, industry experience. Now I'm leading uh, a business enablement and transformation uh, team uh, in the business side uh, of an energy company um, where we uh, cover uh, mainly five different areas. So the, the first one is uh, around business process management, where we manage all the quality system and the, the certification of ISO 9001 um, of our process model. Uh, other one is uh, the knowledge management um, platform uh, where we have the, uh, a digital platform with all the, the contents uh, regarding procedures, offer documentation to support our front office and back office uh, uh, operations. Uh, the other one is my team is leading for six years ago the, the RPA and the Intelligent Automation Initiative with a, a federated uh, model. We also have another area that is process mining for four years ago. And the final one is um, digital acceleration, uh, where we are pivoting all digital projects uh, regarding another kind of solutions like uh, augmented reality, uh, digital platforms, and other kind of, of solutions. Awesome. You keep sharing on LinkedIn, a lot of insights. Uh, I think you were one of the earlier pioneers, I would say, who actually started five, six years back a robotic process automation journey. And you also drive not just automation, you also drive knowledge side of the initiatives in your organization. Uh, and then you keep sharing all this knowledge. What's the thought process behind you sharing your experiences, views, uh, you know, you know, becoming a thought leader in this space? And, what drives you behind? What is that you want to contribute and you know, build a community around? Okay. Great question. So the driver um, behind uh, it uh, is because I'm completely passionate about uh, business transformation uh, through digital. And uh, all the challenge uh, that we must change the, the way of, of uh, think digital uh, needs this, this kind of uh, interaction and collaborative uh, intelligence. So uh, I'm feeling that we need to um, o- not only to share, but also to get a lot of uh, new learning. So I'm, I, I consider that I'm not a, a guru, but uh, I'm a super learner. So I'm, every day I'm trying to <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, super sharers are super learners actually, right? Sharing is learning nowadays. And when you share something, people respond and you learn from that. And, you know, you adjust your learning and knowledge. Yeah. And, uh, that's and, and here we have a new challenge because digital makes us think in a, a different way, operate uh, in a different way, and also uh, measure the, the real impact of digital transformation. Because I'm also feeling um, that many companies are talking about uh, digital transformation, um, but they have uh, a lot of beliefs uh, around digital transformation. Uh, in our case, we are trying to um, get uh, real uh, captured value from each uh, use case, and not only in, in, in the intelligent automation space, where it's more easier to do that. I have seen a lot, of, I've spoken to a lot of uh, uh, digital transformation leaders, um, you know, um, who are actually more focused on automation side of the journey. What's unique about you is you're also driving the knowledge side of the, you know, human enablement and empowerment in our organization. So how do you bring it all together? And, and you're talking about front office and back office as well. So you're not just focused on some back office, uh, you know, operations, like most of the RPA companies focus on going and selling to back office leaders, uh, you know, especially in the shared service organizations and try to provide some FTE savings. So how are you driving and some of the valuable lessons and uh, success metrics that you drove both on the knowledge side and the automation. Yeah. So first of all, our purpose uh, regarding um, uh, RPA or intelligent automation, but um, so this business automation space uh, is um, to try to have some uh, operational elasticity. As you know, uh, our market and our uh, specific industry is completely changing every day. So this um, requirement around having uh, operational elasticity is completely crucial uh, when you have a, a business model that is a change with a high frequency. And also because we need to develop our business in a different way is a, a little bit different compared with some static uh, industries so um, this is our main and our first um, propose is to uh, having business automation um, in the, like a, the service provider of um, operational uh, elasticity but yes this is, was a six-year experience uh, a long time ago uh, and we uh, took also a, a decision regarding the the governance uh, model uh, about this uh, this program. So we have um, a federated model uh, where our team uh, develop a, a growing community of business users uh, that are creating and maintaining their robots. So we have uh, non-tech or geeks from uh, IT uh, people uh, working with RPA. We different we have different academic uh, backgrounds. Uh, from economy, from management, from psychology, uh, that our uh, um, our uh, main champions uh, regarding uh, automation, and and we are doing this only because the technology now has this uh, ergonomy uh, of uh, providing business users the capacity uh, with, with some training to uh, deliver uh, this kind of. Uh, 
uh, new deliverables from from business. Uh, I think uh, automation uh, is a part of uh, something that is bigger, not only in the technology space, but also in the continu continuous improvement or the operational excellence uh -huh. uh, of, of the Absolutely. company. The other one is, um, um, I think that we need to think uh, for the long term uh, and try to manage the initial auto, uh, automation anxiety that many companies has in the in the very beginning with uh, some quick wins, some the first results. And in our case, uh, in the very beginning, uh, we, we we were a little bit slow uh, because when you have a federated model. Is a little bit different compared with uh, uh, centralized models where you could subcontract a lot of RPA developers uh, bringing um, new live automations uh, with a um, high pace. So, uh, but the, the interesting part is uh, after these years, we are contributing a lot for the EBITA uh, and also uh, this community of people are is also um, growing uh, every every year. So, um, think for thinking for the long term. I think I think that is also important. Uh, and also to another lesson is is to increase the, the value capture from each use case. Um, and RPA is not enough. So uh, we need also uh, to combine. RPA with, the, for example, chatbots or AI or, or process mining. Great, great. Are you able to bring all these technologies together and uh, solve some interesting use cases? And if you can share some high-level use cases now requiring this kind of kind of a ecosystem of technologies. Uh, yeah. any, any success stories there, how you were able to bring intelligent yeah. automation or a, you know, a whole stack together? Yeah. So, uh, for example, um, the, the the combination between uh, chatbot with uh, RPA has a lot of success supporting the front office operations for contact centers or branch offices. Our agents they they love the, this this new experience that is completely different to interact with a, a complex uh, operational system or a, a CRM system and things like that because they are in a a different way of interact with the, with the technology. And that technology uh, has a lot of power because behind the chatbot, um, we have the, the RPAs doing the interesting part. So, for example, getting insights for the, for the conversation or even to do some repetitive work. The other one is uh, yeah. when we connect process mining with, uh, with RPA and EAR, uh, many companies talk only about, uh, okay, let's use process mining to identify new opportunities to automate some part of the process or the entire process. So uh, we are using process mining also to identify some process exceptions. And with that operational alarms, uh, we connect and we are bringing and delivering work to, to, to robots. So we have robots that are handling in an automatic way uh, that process exceptions. Or, for example, use uh, process mining to understand if the robots are doing um, the, the right job, uh, for example. Yeah, so, yeah. So you're using process mining in interesting ways, actually, not just for identifying opportunities, but also to 
you know, manage exceptions and govern robots. So the automation has a linear value, means you might automate, you know, so maybe 20%, 30% of the work or 40% of the work or 60% of the work if you're, if you're uh, two legged legacy in, in, in some of these processes. But after a certain point in time, it's all about people, how you are enabling people uh, to really deliver more value and productivity. Uh, what are you doing on the knowledge side? And uh, is there something that is happening between knowledge, uh, AI, and automation coming together? Yes, yes. Regarding that combination, um, we are using, for example, when we have some automations where the input um, is uh, more complex to, to manage because it could be not so structured or more structured. complex to to analyze, I think that AI um, services could help a lot. For example, computer vision and doc understanding and things like, like that. Uh, in our case, uh, trying to understand if uh, a specific uh, photo um, confirms that uh, uh, a field service operator is uh, using uh, or not some kind of equipment. These kind of tasks today are typically uh, being Very done yeah, by, by humans. Uh, but yes, I agree with you. This, this combination, um, uh, even though I think that uh, in that space, we have to uh, be careful uh, around the, the business case because sometimes... Uh, the business case could not be um, so interesting, but we also need to to be careful not not only to create the solution, but uh, the other part of maintaining, training the the algorithms uh, and the quality is uh, also a challenge. Absolutely, AI is not everybody's game, and you need to have patience. You know, you should be able to embrace experimental thinking with data, right? And uh, uh, and sometimes you'll find value, sometimes you might not. It's like digging oil. Uh, but I think uh, it's a cultural difference in terms of how IT used to operate in a project-driven mode. You know, you, there was not much space for experimentation, but, uh, but there are leaders, champions who are pioneering innovation and, you know, execution together. So both of them have their own places too. Yeah. So you mentioned about some of these technologies already, RPA, VPM, you mentioned process mining, chatbot conversation AI. So what do you think are the key pillar technologies next three to five years you see fundamentally changing or fundamentally driving the future of work? RPA is a good base uh, to, to running business for, from a, a starting point. Chatbots uh, combined with RPA, I think that uh, could impact uh, a lot. On like it's much higher. Value is much higher. Yeah, yeah m- much higher. Uh, in our case, we have uh, less uh, chatbot combined with RPA solutions, but uh, each solution capture a lot of of, uh, of value. AI combined with uh, with RPA has uh, uh, um, the capability to work more in uh, some complex uh, use cases. Uh, but as I told you, we need to be careful about the the, the business case and the long term maintenance. And finally, process mining. I think that. Um, is giving us uh, uh, not only the vision about how we are running our business, uh, how can we improve it, uh, and uh, what is the real impact of uh, digital uh, transformation. Uh, even though this technology is also evolving, uh, also to uh, having some predictive 
capacity uh, to understand what not uh, what is happening with our process, but what will happen uh, in our process, or even to simulate some uh, specific scenarios. For example, if I want to uh, automate uh, some part of the process, which will be the impact of the end-to-end -end, uh, process, uh, not only in a, a time frame uh, calculation, but also regarding the, all the resources uh, that are required to execute the, that, uh, that process. Awesome, awesome. No one technology is playing a, a central play, right? So this is a very important question that I ask all my super gurus. You've seen this for almost six years, right? You have seen the whole story evolving. Every year, the business case must be changing. All this automation has a shelf life. Some of the automations, you must have even retired them or, or they were not any more relevant because IT systems must have changed, processes must have changed. You know, uh, you know, the, you know, unlike a ERP system or unlike a uh, you know, core application, automation has lesser shelf life. How, what is your opinion about it? And do you see a combination of AI and automation becoming an assistant for everyone? Uh, do you see in your own organization you envision in the next three to five years that everybody will have uh, an AI-powered assistant helping them with the knowledge that they don't have and automating yeah. the work that they don't want to do. Yeah, I think that the technology plays this this role. So will be augmented the, the human capacity. And that, that is a, a reality, not for the future, but even uh, today. Uh, basically, the non-routine workers um, will have the, the opportunity to execute more complex work uh, in less time. So, uh, and technology will also create uh, new jobs like, like we are seeing. So, we have uh, uh, new roles like uh, machine, machine learning storytellers, uh, new roles around automation. Uh, we have a lot of new... Uh, Data scientists, all these are the roles that we never heard of, right, five years back. Now they are almost uh, a de facto roles in every organization, many roles. Yeah. Digital marketer, nobody was there before 10 years <laughs> ago. Didn't mean to interrupt, yeah, but yeah. how do you see the, the assistant for everyone approach? Yes. Do you see it's happening so, in your own organization? Yeah. So, yes, uh, I, I believe that uh, will that will happen. And, and, and not only having the, the personal virtual assistants, uh, but also technology that will automatically uh, recommend a bot uh, to automate specific tasks. So I think that we are not so uh, far um, from having our operating system uh, recommending as that, uh, Ricardo, in a specific day of your week, you are executing a task that is completely boring. So you, you um, here it, is the, the bot um, that you, you could uh, um, play uh, uh, and, and will automate uh, that, uh, that task. So not only the virtual assistants, because that is a, also a, a reality, uh, but also some uh, ways of uh, auto, uh, automate tasks in an automatic way. So, but-, but the, workforce. Yeah. But, but even though I think, and I don't know if you want to, to touch in this point, uh, because we also have a, here a, a huge gap regarding the skills gap. Yeah. It's so, a huge skills gap. I actually wanted to touch. And that is the reason that 
just not about automation and a lot of people don't have new age skills so ai has to play a role in assisting them with the knowledge you know plugging in the knowledge gap that they have while also yeah. helping them automate the work doing yeah, the work right? and regarding the the skills gap i think the first gap uh, is the digital literacy that we need to have in the top management executives so because if they don't uh, understand the role and the impact of digital or this kind of new technology on business uh, that will narrow the decision making and the compromise the future of the the performance of the, the yeah. these companies or organizations so but on the other hand uh, we also have um, a lot to do regarding uh, re or um, upskilling uh, digital uh, in 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 our um, internal communities uh, of expertise and we need to uh, have uh, some programs uh, to to reskill uh, people uh, around digital because we know that we don't have enough students uh, to answer the digital demands of of organizations so uh, we we need to to work a lot and in our case um, we also have a um, a program uh, that we are now piloting that is a RPA Grow, where we have uh, this uh, pathway of uh, developing uh, digital skills in the robotics and automation uh, area. And each person that is nominated to work with us, um, we'll we'll make this this, uh, pathway uh, and grow in in the digital skills of, of robotics, for example. Absolutely, that's one of the key skills. Everybody should be able to automate their work. Uh, uh, like everybody is going to handle their email, everybody is managing their own meetings. And uh, eventually everybody should be able to manage their work and automate what they need. Uh, that will be a core skills. Maybe it will take maybe five years down the line, maybe everybody should have uh, their own assistant where they can show and tell what they want to do it and it will do it for them or it will suggest some of them it will do it by yourself. Like, uh, so like using so. Excel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely like that. And and I always believe in the world's best no-code tool, uh, you know, no-code app. So uh, I think automation should become something similar. Talking to it, it will learn and do it for you. Yeah. Great. Uh, that brings you uh, a fun round, uh, rapid-fire round. Okay. I, I'll ask you three simple questions and you got to quickly answer them. Okay, so um, favorite app? Ah, app. Fa- f- favorite app, uh, Revolut. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I have not about it. Yeah, it's a, a finance one. A- another one, and uh, one that is a little bit different. Uh, I don't know if you uh, know, that is a, a Patreon. Patreon, I heard about it. Yeah, Patreon so- is a a way of uh, sharing uh, knowledge in a, a community is also interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So the next one is, uh, who is the favorite thought leader that you follow? Simon Sinek. Ah, easy one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, should have, I should have asked apart from Simon Sinek. <laughs> <laughs> so you did well there. Then... Um, Favorite book? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to not um, share one from Simon Sinek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, 
Like, um, yeah, but this is very, very interesting. The, the infinite game is very, very interesting. Uh, it's a very nice book, actually. Yeah, it's worth being there. So you did well, actually. You didn't take a lot of time. So, you know, I asked every guru an important question towards the end. It's the same question, and it's important in the sense sorry. that... Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Could uh, uh, try to, to replace, but another interesting book, uh, book could be... Uh, one book that I was uh, co-author that is uh, Process Mining in Action from Dr. Lars <laughs> Reinkemeyer. <laughs> If you want to go to more uh, technical approach. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, think it's, I think it's biased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. I will, I, will, I will put this on the record then. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Ricardo. So... Uh, One advice that you can give it to uh, people or kids who are entering the workforce today. Uh, it's not going to be the same that when we entered, or, uh, it was one single career path that you chose and can grow in that. You take IT, you choose finance, you choose uh, capital markets, you, you know, choose an area and then you go into that career path. What is one advice that you will give for the kids who are entering the workforce in 2021 uh, to be future ready? Yeah. So... First of all, I think that we need to share with the, this young generation that, so guys, you are so lucky because you could make all the difference. Uh, uh, you could also impact more and more in, in less time compared with my generation. So now you have um, uh, different, uh, a di different tool and different powerful in, in your hands. So, um, but... Uh, Regarding uh, the, the advice, I think that uh, you will need to breathe digital um, because that will be the, the new survival mode. Uh, so do not underestimate technology or think um, that uh, uh, technology is only for IT people or for uh, geek uh, people. Uh, and even better, if you have digital skills, you'll be a, a better professional in every industry so that is my advice fantastic i think uh, you know think digital you know have a domain experience think digital in whichever domain you are in will be a key core skill going forward uh, it used it is now a differentiator but very soon it's going to be you know expected core skill uh, for every industry every domain of course that's a great advice thanks ricardo um, that's fun. And, uh, it's great having you here. Uh, you are one of the, I would say veterans in implementing, um, RPA and some of these technologies. Great having you sharing your insights in our, uh, unboxing future of work series. Thanks very much. And thank you also for this, um, opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of unboxing future of work. And we hope you will join us again for the next episode.